All right, guys. Um, so, so it's good to have everyone and take out time this this weekend to be part of this um, premium club meeting. Um, and I guess um, this is the second meeting we are having on Telegram, um, on this uh, Telegram channel. Um, so it's good to know that everyone, at least, at least um, most people, are already subscribed to the ch Telegram channel. And um, today, I, I want to take some time to have a discussion with us. And after this discussion, you can all go ahead and ask questions um, based on what I'll be discussing with us today. So if you have questions, just jot them down. At the end of the session, I will unmute everybody and um, you can ask your questions. Now, what I'm going to discuss with you today, as I said earlier, is based on a conversation I had with Jay. I had this discussion with Jay last week, and it was a pretty interesting conversation. And I, I thought this would be a good thing to discuss with the whole club. And um, because I thought it was something that everybody can relate with and everyone can benefit from. And that's why I'm recording this, because I, want, I, don't, I just don't want it to be for the club. I want it to be something I can also um, kind of share on Pro Masterclass, on the podcast, uh, so that people can get to listen to it. And what I'm going to be talking about today, I want to call it um, every, every winner is a loser. Every winner is a loser. And as I talk about it, I it might sound a little strange to you, but as I continue to talk about it, it you begin to put it in context yourself. Now, when I was talking to Jay, one thing we we're talking about was how um, we are not we are not intentional about our losses. We are very intentional about our losses. We are very intentional about our wins. We are very intentional about our wins. We desire to win at various things. So we are very driven to win, but we don't consider the fact that with every win, there must be a loss. Every time you win at something, you won at that thing, but you also lost at something. You must lose something to win at something. But a lot of times, we are not intentional about our wins, about our losses. We are very intentional about our wins. So we always want to win. But we don't want the losses. And every win comes with an adjoining loss. And once we can internalize that and understand that, we will enjoy our wins more. Because the truth is that sometimes we are winning and we don't get to enjoy our wins because we are distracted by the adjoining loss. We are distracted by the adjoining loss. And when we should be celebrating, we spend time complaining about the loss that comes with the win. Every time you pick up a win, there is a loss. You must lose at something. And you see, 
I would share some examples with you about winning and losing. And I'll start from marriage. You see, I attended a wedding yesterday and um, there are two, two people were getting married. I knew the groom and um, it, was, it was a wonderful occasion. Everyone was happy. Everyone was rejoicing with them. But you see, at that point, we were only seeing the win. The win was the wedding ceremony. The win was the marriage. But with the win of marriage, there comes a loss too. And that's the loss of some level of self. When you get married, you lose some self, some of yourself. You need to surrender some of yourself to get married to somebody. So you're going to lose some of your independence, or you know, some of your independence. See, when I got married, I I I wasn't prepared for the losses that came with marriage. Um, so so you see, and that's a lot of young people get into marriage and they're not prepared for the losses. Um, they're just excited about the win. But you see, when I got married, I I was of that mentality too. I wasn't prepared for the losses, so I thought life would go on the way I used to know it. So then I remember I would go out and I won't tell my wife. I'll just go down the street. I won't tell her I'm going out. I'll go to bed. I won't say good night. You see, but, but I realized this thing used to upset my wife. She was like, oh, I just went out. You didn't tell me stuff like that. You didn't. Or I'll just say, oh, I, I, I'll just wake up. I say, I have a meeting today. And she'll tell me, oh, you didn't tell me yesterday that we're going to have a meeting this morning. Because I was never used to telling anybody what I was going to do the next morning. I was never used to just having to announce that I was going to bed before going to bed. It was strange for me at that point in time. But little did I know that with marriage comes a loss of what you might call your personal space and doing things for yourself. Now you have somebody with whom you must share your decisions before you make them. No matter how small they are, that's part of the losses of marriage. If you are not ready for it, those things will irritate you. But it comes with marriage. And you see people that never prepared themselves for this kind of loss in marriage, of loss of some form of identity, your, your own oh, independent identity, they start complaining about marriage. Oh, my wife wants to know where I am every time. She wants to, she wants to know everything. You understand? You see, they're only, they're only looking for the win. Never prepared for the loss. You understand? Men and women both say that kind of thing. Oh, my husband does this. Oh, he's checking up on me every time. That kind of thing. But those are the losses. That whole individuality is lost in marriage. And now two. And you must think like two and live like two people. Another loss is childbirth. You see, we see childbirth as a win. We always see childbirth as a, as a win. When, when someone gives birth to a child, we gather around, we are happy, you know, that kind of thing. It's, 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 it's a very um, exciting moment on the outside. You see, I've had three children. When all of them were born, 
um, it was exciting for everyone on the outside. And it's always exciting. You go for the naming ceremony, you know, stuff like that. It's very, very exciting. That's the win that you see. But there's a loss that comes with childbirth. There's a loss that comes with childbirth. One of the biggest losses that come with childbirth is the loss of sleep. Especially for women, sometimes with men. For men that are involved, you'll be involved in loss of sleep too. For men that are not as involved, they might not be involved in loss of sleep. But every woman loses sleep during childbirth. Every woman loses sleep during childbirth. It, it, it must happen. You understand? Because what, what, what you don't see when the child is born, if you are on the outside, is you just see a child born is cute. You understand? But you don't, you don't see that the child wakes up like five times in the night. You understand? Breaking the mother's sleep and sometimes the father's sleep. You understand? When I had my daughter, that was the first thing I struggled with. I lost a lot of weight when my daughter was born. A lot. An incredible amount of weight. Because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping. She used to wake up like, what seemed like six times every night. And I wasn't used to that. So on the outside, people were celebrating, oh, new child, new child, it was good. But then there was a loss that came with it. You can't complain. Every child is like that. Every normal, healthy child is like that. Every normal, healthy child is like that. It's a loss. If you're not willing to lose that, especially as a woman, then don't have children. Because it, that comes with the package. You see, with celebrity, there's a loss of privacy. You lose your privacy. When you become a celebrity, you, you lose your privacy. It's just like this. So when I see celebrities and they're, in, and they're interviewing them and they say, um, what don't you like about celebrities? I, just, I, I like celebrity life, but I just hate the fact that I can't go and buy granola down the road. You can't complain about that because it comes with being a celebrity. You, you, cannot, you cannot be too rigid about your privacy anymore. That's what you lose when you become a celebrity. So when celebrities go and say, just give us our privacy, it's ridiculous because you've lost it. You see, a celebrity that prepares himself or herself for that will enjoy celebrity more. A celebrity that doesn't prepare himself or herself for that would complain throughout, throughout their period of celebrity. It's what comes. It comes with the territory. That's the loss that comes with being a celebrity. For every win, there is a loss. There must be a loss. So when you choose your wins, when you desire your wins, consider your losses. Consider your losses. Take inventory of the losses that come and choose your losses carefully. Choose your losses. Life is made out of wins and losses. But we get this tunnel vision that life should, uh, life should always be, be wins. And it's not true. It's not true. You see, you might ask, how does this relate to you? Why are we talking about this right now? Why are we talking about wins and losses? Why am I talking about marriage and childbirth and celebrity and stuff like that? Because some of you are not married. Some of you don't have children. I don't know anyone here who is a celebrity. But I'm just trying to put it into context that with all wins comes a loss. 
And I'm going to talk about it in terms of your work. The work we decide to do and the path we decide to choose while doing this work that we are doing. And I feel it's important that we all take time to listen. Because you see, there are two paths to work. There's what they call the entrepreneurial path and the path of being an employee. If you are not taking any of these paths, you are unemployed. If you are not any of these paths, you are unemployed. So you, you are either expressing work as an entrepreneur or expressing work as an, inter or, uh, as an employee. There's no in-between. Some people have been trying to create an in-between in saying there are some entrepreneurial employees. It's, it confuses me when people say that thing because I don't understand. And that's part of the things that we are dealing with in our generation where we want to eat our cake and have it at the same time. You're either an entrepreneur or an employee. And none is bad. None is better than the other. They're just expressions. The problem is the entrepreneur wants all the wins of entrepreneurship and none of the losses. And the employee wants all the wins of being an employee and none of the losses. And that's where frustration comes in for a lot of people. That's when people begin to complain. And that's why I'm discussing this with you today. Because amongst us here, we have a combination of this set of people. Some people here in this mentoring club are employees. Some people in this mentoring clubs are entrepreneurs. It's a popular of, of, of people. I see, I have people reach out to me as employees and they have complaints. And I have people reach out to me as entrepreneurs and they have complaints. But the complaints are always not wanting the other end of the win. So the entrepreneur is always complaining about the loss of, of being an entrepreneur. And the employees always complain about the loss of being an employee. And I'm going to discuss those losses now. And I want us to be able to prepare ourselves for those losses. But to, to, to properly discuss those losses, I want to discuss two things. Of life. How, two, two things about life. Now, there's something called the condition of your life. Note that there's something called the condition of your life and there's something else called the expression of your life. Now, I want you to take note of these two things because they are going to come into play as I talk about this entrepreneurial and employee life. Condition of your life and the expression of your life. Now, the condition of your life, these are the things around your life. Those are the things that are like accessories, that are around your life. A lot of times they make your life comfortable or uncomfortable, depending on what they are. But the condition of your life are the things around your life. Like your house, where you live. It's a condition of your life. Some people live in mansions. Some people live in sm smaller quarters. Some people are squatting. Some people are renting. And some people are landlords. They're all conditions of life. The car you drive, 
Some people drive luxury cars. Some people drive hand-me-down cars. Some people drive rackety cars. Some people ride bicycles. Some people ride bikes. Part of your condition, you understand? Condition, the area you live. Some people live in posh areas. Some people live in areas like my wife put me up to, up to speed some months ago. I never heard that word trenches before. But I heard for the first time some months ago when my wife told me. That's not what they call places. The call places trenches. I'm like, ah, okay. I never heard that. Because I used to see it a lot. I'm like, ah, man. That one is trenches talk. Oh. So I didn't know what trenches was. So my wife told me slum areas that are called trenches. So some people live in posh areas. Some people live in trenches. Yes, those are conditions. The clothes you wear. The place you go for vacation. You see, the school you go to, those things are conditioned. They're around your life. You understand? They make your life more comfortable if you're on the upper end of the condition. You understand? The condition of your life. Then there's the expression of your life. The expression of life uh, are the things, those personal things that you are able to bring out or express. You see, those things that you value, that you are free to express. That's the expression of your life. You understand? The expression of your life is being able to be yourself to the fullest degree. That's what the expression of your life is. How you are able to be yourself to the fullest degree. So, I like to draw. I have the opportunity to draw, expressing yourself. I can draw the way I want to draw. I like to talk. I can talk the way I want to talk. I like to think. I can give myself room to think the way I want to think. Your expressions. How you're able to really express who you are without hindrances. Those things that you value, how you're able to bring them out to the fore without hindrances, those are expressions. Your life toggles between conditions and expression. Now, why do I say these things? Because these two things are the wins and the losses of entrepreneurship and being an employee. And what I mean is, if you choose to be an entrepreneur, you've chosen that you want to be an entrepreneur. One big win that comes with being an entrepreneur is that you get to express your life the way you want. You win when it comes to expression of life. Being an entrepreneur, to win when it comes to expression of life. A lot of times, as an entrepreneur, you can control your time. You can control your work. You can control your sleep hours. You can control a lot of things. You are the one that chooses how you express. Expression of life is a big win for entrepreneurs. However, once you pick up that win as an entrepreneur, you pick up the loss also of condition of life. A lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, your condition of your life will suffer. It is not a might, it is a will. 
it will suffer because the biggest loss of entrepreneurship is financial security the first thing you lose when you say i want to be an entrepreneur do my own business be the boss is financial security you will most of the time be financially insecure and what that means is you are going to have to live almost for the rest of your life with where is money going to come from will this money be enough will i have enough money will clients come will, will i have enough clients this 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 week would i be able to meet up with this rent this month it's a burden nearly every entrepreneur deals with nearly every single one one big loss that comes with um entrepreneurship is the loss of financial security financial security and i meet a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and that's that's the biggest thing they complain about they're like oh man i don't know i just don't know if this money will be enough i don't know if i'll be able to pay for this i don't know if i'll be able to have this grand wedding that i want i don't know if i'm going to pay for my children's school fees i don't know if this thing can take care of my family you see when people tell me that thing and they're like hoping i would tell them something to say don't worry it will be okay you won't deal with this thing again i'm always saying these people are wanting to say the impossible because you've picked up one once you pick that up that's what's going to happen what's going to happen is that you've given up your sense of financial security every entrepreneur deals with it even the ones that you see as very successful and very rich trust me they are struggling with financial insecurity everyone the richest ones are that is why you see that someone as big as dangote as rich as he is is he still the richest guy in africa i don't know but the truth is that you realize that he's still owing some banks money a lot of big entrepreneurs that you know are going out and collecting loans because the money is not enough the money to run that business is not enough nearly every entrepreneur has the banks in their pockets nearly every single one they are loaning and loaning and loaning and loaning money because you know what financial insecurity is there they are using loans to pay up a lot of debt so they are loaning from one bank and paying the other bank loaning paying the other bank if you ever read that book um shoe dog shoe dog by phil knight you understand what i'm saying you see that big on the outside read that book that guy was constantly dealing with financial insecurity he was doing his job running his company expressing himself making shoes that's what he wanted to do he wanted to express himself making shoes and making shoes for athletes but the cost was that every chapter of that book he talked about how he struggled financially he was always talking about the banks coming for him the banks constantly came for him and they are continuing to come for him even now that nike is a very big organization it's always that way always life of an entrepreneur is up and down how many years ago i just read that kanye west is like 
the um, richest entertainer. I don't know whether it's so because that thing keeps on changing. But how many years ago was he bankrupt? How many years ago was he actually bankrupt? The same thing with Elon Musk. We all celebrate him now, but we don't remember how many years ago that they almost kicked him out of the company. Facing bankruptcy. That's the life of an entrepreneur. If you are choosing that, look, we'll be ready to deal with financial insecurity. That's what comes with it. That's what comes with it. Don't complain about it when it comes. It's just the reality. It's just the reality. That insecurity, I, I wake up to it every single morning. Every single morning. Every single morning. I won't lie to you. I'm thinking, Kai, can I meet this? My children's school fees. Can I meet this? Can I meet this? Can I meet this? But I've learned not to resist it. I've just learned that I chose to win in expression of life. So, by doing that, I decided to touch the condition of my life. There's no financial security. The condition of my life is not what I want it to be, to be honest with you. My question of life, I'll be very honest with you guys, it's not what I want it to be. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't go out telling the truth about the trade-offs. They talk about the wins, but they never talk about trade-offs. And that's why people go for the wins, and when they see the trade-offs, they think their life is abnormal. That's because the person that won, that you saw, didn't tell you the truth about the trade-offs. Look, a lot of people see me on the outside, say, oh, you're getting to, like, someone, someone sent me a, a message once, or people send me this message a lot, saying, oh, I want to do the same thing you're doing, I want to be able to help designers and be influential and do this and do this. But my mind is, okay, yeah, that's cool. Why are you willing to make the same trade-offs that I'm making every day? Because I see that a lot of people don't see the trade-offs. I'm not living in the kind of area that I want to live. That's the honest truth. Some people get. I've come to my house before now. When when I was um, on my on my 40th, oh, not my 40th birthday, my 41st birthday, I think last year, some people came to my house. They missed me because I'd gone somewhere else. But they came to my house. For those people that came to my house, you can ask. You can ask yourself. You're one of those that came. How many cars did you see in my compound? Did you see any Jeep? parked there or any mercedes-benz slk you see anything parked there i have only one car it's a modest car if i'm driving it out there's no car in the compound again i don't have a fleet of cars when you for those that came to my place they can tell you now the road you used when you came to my place was it like a tarred road when my wife was telling me about trenches the other day she was describing what trenches were like ah Right, baby, this is not too far from, from, my, from where we are living. You know what I'm saying? Because I still drive out and I see places where there are street lights and the road is tired and you can, there are walkways where you can walk with your dog. I don't even walk with my dog anymore. You understand? Because when I'm walking with my dog, sometimes it's picking up a dead chicken, a dead rat, a dead dish. I just I know I'm not picking, I'm not working with this thing. I, I, would, I, I would exercise it within the compound. I love to walk my dog, but I can't. You understand? So I keep looking at it. I'm not totally happy with it. But I said, that was the trade-off I made. I cannot complain about it because I get to express myself the way I desire. 
for me, that is the biggest win. The fact that I'm here able to have this conversation with you guys, that is a win. That's what I want to do with my life. You see, I just decided I want to have a meeting with my mentoring guys. And I'm here today. Not everybody can do that. But it comes at a cost. I opened the Telegram group. In less than how many weeks? 1,000 people answering questions every day. That's my dream life. My dream expression of life is helping people every day. It is affecting my dream condition of life. But I made that decision. Because the truth of the matter is, if I decided to go to any advertising agency, any, and I dare say any in Nigeria, to say I want to work for them, number one, they will never give me a low header design position. Because even if the CEO doesn't know me, someone within the company will know me and say, this guy, this guy is a good guy, you understand? I would make a lot of money. I know how much my friends that are working in advertising agencies are making. I would make a lot of money. And I will get the job. Because I have an impressive profile. If I wanted employment anyway, I will get it. But it will come at a cost. I would work weekends. Work on Sunday. I won't be able to meet with you guys and express this thing I'm expressing. I won't be able to make content for Pro Masterclass uh, podcast. Yes. If you get me to travel around the world, I'll get my pension paid, which I'm not getting paid right now. I'll get health insurance. When I go to the hospital, I can show them a card and they will treat my family for free. All those things will come. But you know what? I will lose this opportunity I'm having with you right now. And for me, I just couldn't trade that off. I couldn't trade that off. But you see, I can now not complain about my condition. I cannot complain if I can't travel to Dubai with my family for summer like a lot of people are doing right now. I cannot complain because I'm winning on one end. These people that are traveling to Dubai, they're losing on that end that I'm winning on. You see, we can't have our cake, eat our cake and have it at the same time. So choose very carefully. Because when you're, an, when you're an entrepreneur, oh man, you win when it comes to expression. But you lose when it comes to condition. You might have flashes of improvement of condition, but you always resort back to that discomfort of condition. So you might have one big job. One big job will just come. Maybe millions. Then you, but the truth is that you always go back to that. Oh man, because money goes, money finishes, you know, life expands. You still go back to that, okay, what do we do next? What do we strategize? You must strategize for that money. And you must be wise with how you spend it. Because you, you, can't, you can't automatically automatically say it's coming again next month. You can't do that. That's the loss. Now talk about being an employee. It's not bad. It's great. And, and as you can tell, what you gain when you're an employee is better conditions. Better conditions. You get better conditions. You get paid. You're not the one strategize. You get paid at the end of the month. You get paid. And that's why I tell people, eh, when you are looking for a job, 
you better get a job that pays you well. Because you don't want a job that doesn't even help you with your condition in the first place. Where you're still managing condition and you still can't express. Because as an employee, the first thing you will lose is the expression of your life. That's the first thing that would to touch. So when I have employees saying, oh, I'm not fulfilled with this job anymore. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I just feel like if I'm not being myself. Yeah, you can't be yourself. You're an employee. It's somebody else's business. You can't choose to do it the way you want to. That is the trade-off you made for the person to secure your finances every end of the month. It, too many people that are employees are saying, talking like if they want to, to work like if the business is their own. Oh, just too many hours. Oh, too many days. Well, who are you expecting? Who are you expecting? The person is taking off financial security from you. Do you think it will come at no cost? You get health insurance. You get your pension. Some of you get wardrobe allowance. Some of you get car loans, house loans. While the entrepreneur is just trying to manage somewhere. And you still want it to come at you having free time to sleep and choosing days you will work and what you work on. It will never happen. Let's stop complaining about the losses that come with wins. Because entrepreneurs or employees would always lose their sense of expression within a work environment, no matter how free that work environment is. There are still restraints and ethics within that work environment that you must not contravene. It's just like putting a bed in a cage. A, ca a bed in a cage will always feel tight. So what do you do? Extend the cage. When you extend the cage, the, ca the bed will fly for a while, but it will still get to the end of that cage. So what do you do? Extend the cage even more. But the bed will fly and still get to the end of that cage, then becomes uncomfortable in that cage. Then what do you do? Extend the cage even more. Now, the reality is the bird might not be able to fly to the edge of the cage, but the bird knowing that the cage has a, an edge in the first place makes the bird unfulfilled. The fact that you know that there is a cage makes you unfulfilled. And that's what people feel in workplaces. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not abnormal. We just look at it as abnormality. It's just a trade-off. It's the trade-off that comes with it. You, it's what comes with being at work. You will always be unfulfilled. That's why you see people that can't... People, people don't stay in job for, for 10 years or so. Five years, that unfulfillment will kick in. That salary that I thought was big, it's not big anymore. Because I begin to say, okay, I can't go to weddings the way I want to. I can't be at my children's uh, prize giving day. I can't go and uh, be, my, be with my wife when she's um, delivering. I can't go and do this. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's what comes with it. That's what comes. That's the trade-off that comes with it. So I want us to be really conscious of these things. For every win, there is an adjoining loss. There is a loss. The only way you can enjoy your win is to accept that loss. Accept it. Look, I'm losing this thing because I'm winning here. Every time you win something, ask yourself, 
what did I have to lose to gain this? Then you ask yourself, was it worth losing? It's when you can say it was worth losing that you enjoy the prize of winning. Look, we see people every day. Some of you want a particular type of body. You want your body to be a particular shape, a particular structure. But when you see somebody with a good body, the way the body looks attractive, number one, some people went under the knife to get that body. They went through incredible pain. Some of them still go through incredible pain. The people that didn't go under the knife, when you were eating rice, they were eating carrot. When you were eating bread, they were eating cabbage. When you were drinking Fanta, they were drinking cucumber juice. See, those things don't taste half as nice as the other things. But they lost on, the, on, on those sweet and savory things to get the body that they wanted. There must be a loss for every win. There must be a loss. So you must, you must really ask yourself, is this trade-off, is it worth it? Is this trade-off worth it? See, eh, for a lot of you know that I, I, I was in Canada for a while. I decided to come back to Nigeria. I'll be very honest with you. There is no day that goes by that I don't think of that decision to come back. No day. But you see, every time, every time I get to talk with you guys and I see you guys comment on that group and I read comments from Pro Masterclass, and I get messages from designers. It helped me. But every time I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, Ventola, there's no light right now. You have to go and switch on again. Did you have to come back from Canada? You go out and you hear about insecurity. This person got kidnapped. You see some terrible videos. You see the government making terrible decisions. And I'm like, did you have to come back? Someone is sick, maybe a kid is sick, you take them to the hospital and you see the healthcare conditions dilapidated. Like, did you have to come back? But the truth of the matter is, when I see what I'm able to do expressing myself, I'm able to say, oh man, this person is saying you change their life, you are helping them, you make their life better, you turn them from being depressed to being fulfilled. Then I'm like, yes, I'm glad I came back. The trade-off was worth it. Because for me, that was highest priority. Expressing my life is highest priority. Condition is secondary. You must know yourself. For some of you, if your condition is primary and expression is secondary, please obey, obey what your spirit is telling you. Entrepreneurship is not a good place. For someone who is bent on condition, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Most people, entrepreneurs, condition is secondary. Secondary. Don't let anybody fool you. Because people have been fooling people too long. You get people, you, there are a lot of people, uh, and this, this is problem. People are doing this japa japa. You know what this japa mentality is? People live in Nigeria, mass exodus. Um, it, it, it doesn't attract me. It doesn't attract me at this point. No, 
However, I realize that a lot of people are leaving because a lot of people are not telling them the true experiences they're having. So they are telling them about the wins and not telling them about the losses. Because I've been there. I'm not saying not able, some people should go. And I'm not saying I can't go. The moment when I realized that, for me, expression has become lower than condition, I'll leave. When that happens, I'll be honest enough with myself to leave. Because one of the biggest things to do in a foreign land, in a foreign land that is not your place of birth, is expressing yourself to the fullest. One of the biggest challenges in a foreign land is expressing yourself. But people don't tell you about those challenges. They just show you, oh, I'm in a place, I'm in a shopping mall right now, we're eating good food. They're not talking about how they have to trade off the expression of themselves and their values and internalize it. Look, black people in the US, they've been there for hundreds of years. It's still not their place and they still can't express themselves to the fullest. Not talk about you, the African that is going there just how many years? The people that have been there for hundreds of years, the society is still repelling them and holding them down from expressing themselves. It's not you that is from Nigeria that will let come and express himself to the fullest. Black people are still fighting for freedom of expression. And I'm talking about black Americans now. It's not you, the black African that wants to come and now express himself to the fullest without the society there repelling and coming against you. But people don't tell you that. People tell you, oh, it's the land of the free. No, not, not for everybody. Not for everybody. Not the land of the free for everybody. It isn't. I won't tell you the truth. But if you are cool with the condition, man, the conditions are amazing. The conditions are amazing. Nigeria, in the next... I'm not trying to be pessimistic. Eh? Let me not be pessimistic. But Nigeria, in a long time, cannot give you the conditions that that place can give you. But expression, I don't think I can ever have expression. If black people cannot still have expression after hundreds of years, Africans cannot have expression there in 1,000 years to come. But if they are willing to give up expression, which I wasn't willing to give up, by all means, do that exam if you have to do it and pack your bags and go. Because Nigeria has very little to offer you in terms of condition. I'm sorry I'm saying Nigeria. Sandy is here too. But the truth of the matter is, Sandy, you need to check it out. You understand? Check out what Ghana offers you and what abroad offers you. I don't think there's a mass exodus in Ghana like there is in Nigeria. But that's the problem we face here. And every time I wake up, I wake up to those conditions. But every time, what is able to counter it is the freedom to express. The freedom to express. But you can't have, it's, it's so hard to have both of them. If, it, if at all it's even possible. It's so hard. But you see, we get worried and we pressure ourselves because we want both of them. And that's just greed. You, you, you can, is it, that, I, I, and I guess if I don't get anything out of this session, what I want you to get out of it is When you have one, be thankful and be grateful that you have that one. If that is the one you have, if that's the one you want, be thankful. You see, I go to bed grateful every day because I'm getting to do what I want. Not because I'm living in the house I want 
or driving the car I want, or my kids are going to the school I want, or I'm living in the country I want, but because I'm getting to do what I want. And if God were to call me home tonight, I'll go home a fulfilled person. I'll go home a fulfilled person because life has been a ball. It has been incredible. But you know what people do? People suspend what they want to be doing and hope that the life will give them like a future where they can get it later. So people will say, you know what? I don't enjoy this job at NNPC. I really want to express myself as a writer. But uh, this NNPC now to uh, allow me to um, to get a big house, a big car, good stuff. I can send my children abroad. See, I was at someone's house just today. Great house. Beautiful looking house. Beautiful. The guy was working at NNPC. He died in 2020. And when I think about it, I said the house looks beautiful. But I wonder if it was worth the trade-off. Because he died not after retiring, while he was still working. So I'm saying, wherever he is right now, he is going to ask them two questions. Okay, I got to do what I wanted to do. I built a good house. My family is living comfortably. My children are abroad. And he will be happy wherever he is. Or, he might be beating himself saying, man, I thought this NNPC, I could retire, then I could go and do the farming I wanted to do. Then it's going to be eternally regretful. So whatever was his priority, we will choose whether he's a winner wherever he is right now or a loser. If the condition was highest on his priority, that guy has won because his family is comfortable. His children are doing well. They have a good house. They don't have to rent anything anymore. He can go to, he can go to sleep wherever he is. But if that NAPC job was tormenting and terrible and there was something else he wanted to do after NAPC, then he has lost in this game called life. Totally lost. Totally. And he can't get to play that game again. So we need to think about these things. Think about what your expression of life is, what your condition of life is, and choose which one is more important to you. Choose which one is more important to you and go for that one. You see, I'm sure a lot of people will say, hey, but can't you just, just work it so that at the end of the day as an entrepreneur, you come to that place of financial security? Can't, or can't you just work a job and you just get fulfillment? Isn't the problem to get a job that just fulfills you for the rest of your life? It is possible. It is. Because I don't want to be absolute and say it's not possible. It is. Unlikely, but it is. People always get dissatisfied with jobs, no matter how good they are. That's why you see even places that says best place to work in the world, they'll say Google, Accenture. But check Google, Accenture. People are, people are resigning there. If it was the best place to work, people still resigning there. Because people are always dissatisfied with a job and employment. People are always, they are conditioned for that. As long as there's a cage, you'll be dissatisfied. Even though you don't need to get to that, the end of that cage is still too, still too much for you. The fact that you know that there's a cage there restricting you, 
dissatisfied. And the same thing too with entrepreneurship. You always battle, you would always battle financial insecurity. That's why you see, mm. I, I, was watching, I was watching a series on Netflix that was talking about Indian, Indian billionaires that have gone to jail and done terrible things. These guys are billionaires. But they were still trying to cut the books. Why? Because there's still an insecurity, that burden of, can I finance this business? Can I keep this business going? Still with billionaires. That's why they still commit crimes. So yes, it might be possible, but you see, if for me, if doing this expression and this entrepreneurship thing is not the, a big enough win for me, if my win is still, man, one day, one day, man, I'll just get a hundred million dollar job, then I'll be good. Then I shouldn't be doing the entrepreneurship thing. If the win itself is not doing the thing, if the win is the re, is is a probability of a reward, then you shouldn't be doing it. If your win is you're going to that job and just say one day, one day they will promote me to a place where I'll be happy. If the win is not where you're, what you're doing right now, what you're working, then you shouldn't be working there. The win should be what you are doing. When you're doing what you're doing, and God can call you home that night and you're like, I am good, then you're winning in life. But if you are doing something that you are saying, God, please, oh, to like this reward, don't call me homo, then you are losing already. You are losing in life already. And that's what I, I want us to think about. You know, I think it's very important because we are all within this path of either entrepreneurship or, um, or employment. But if, the more you can think about it and consider it and know that with every win comes a loss and apply to everything in your life, marriage, childbirth, whatever it is, everything, everything, every win comes a loss. Every win comes a loss. The other day I was reading, reading an article about Kiss Daniel and how he, they arrested him in Tanzania. What country was that? And you see, if Chris Daniel, if Chris da I'm talking Chris Daniel, at a point was wishing, oh, I want to be a mega superstar. But you see, if he didn't consider the losses that come with it, eh, he'll be frustrated right now in his life. Because you see, he wrote a song this year that was a monster hit. But with monster hit song comes a monster loss. And that loss is that everybody in the world wants to hear that song. And they want him to come to their country to sing that song. And that's not a responsibility that somebody who has 24 hours, just like every single person, has to stretch himself to do. That is why he cannot make shows. That is why. For every monster hit, where we see people write monster hit songs, is a responsibility. There's a loss. They will lose that. And that's why, if they're not careful, it can be the beginning of depression in their lives. And you'll be like, this guy that has such a monster hit, why did he go and commit this? Why did he OD? Why did he overdose? Why did he put a gun to his head? You ask yourself, why? This song just went, just sold a hundred million whatever copies. 
But the thing is that all we see are the wins. That person experiences both the wins and the losses. The people that survive at the end of the day are the people that say, as I'm going, as I'm desiring this win, I'm considering the loss. So if I write a monster hit, hmm, the whole world will like it. If the whole world likes it, I will have to tour the world. If I tour the world, I can't be with my family. If I can't be with my family, I will miss some birthdays. I will miss some recitals. I will miss this. Am I willing to do that? Yes. If I'm willing to, they prepare themselves in their mind. But people that say, I'll write a monster hit, build a family, go for every birthday, go for every recital, be there for my... Mm -mm. Those are the people that, in the end, they'll be disappointed because they just thought of the win and they thought it was going to be a 100% win. Life never goes that way. Even the Bible tells us, Paul said something in the Bible. He said, I want to know Christ and I want to experience the joy of his suffering and the joy of his resurrection. He realized that, look, knowing Christ means suffering and also resurrection. You cannot resurrect without dying. He was prepared for it. That's why he was, he was ready to go to jail as many times as possible. But a lot of people, all they just want with Christianity and religion is just abundance. Cars, house, clothes, everything. You want everything, but you don't want the suffering. How, how does that happen? It doesn't. Those are people that are frustrated in life. Those are the people that are frustrated in life. With every win comes a loss. The other day, I wrote something on Twitter. And my friend, Yinka, called me. And said, ah, Tola, do you know this thing has gone viral? I mean, I didn't even know what the word going viral even meant. So, to be honest, I never knew. I just heard it. But I said, what does it mean to be viral? How many... Do you have to? How many retweets? How many? You, don't, you know how many um, retweets? How many likes do you need to be viral? I understood what it meant to be viral, but he now sent me a screenshot, and he said this thing has three thousand likes and almost a thousand retweets. And I looked at my Twitter, and my followership has increased by hundreds. And you know what happened? As I looked at the retweets, and I looked at the likes. And now look at the comments. And with the comments also came hundreds of insults. You understand? And I looked at it, I said, I'm not going to read these comments. I'm not going to read them. Because I know there are insults there. And so people have already started sending me, ah, people are insulting you on this. But that is life. You see? You want to go viral? With that viral will come hundreds of critics and insults. Because for every hundred people that follow you, will come a potentially insane person that will also follow you too. So when you have 200 people, you have two insane people that are also following you too. When you have a million people following you, then you have those insane people too that are there. You must be ready to deal with the trolling and the dragging. So see people, one million followers, we are, we are, we are admiring them. Just go and look at their comments and you see what people are saying to them there too. You understand? It's a loss. We only see the wins. Choose your losses. And that's what I just want to tell you guys today. We must learn to choose our losses. When you choose your losses, then you will truly, truly, truly begin to enjoy your wins. So I'll try to answer the questions right now. And if anybody else has a question, you can just raise your hand and I would try to take some questions before we close this for the day.
So one minute. All right, guys. Can you hear me? I just want to. Yes, sir. We can hear you now. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, okay, okay. One minute. Yeah. There's no raise hand future on uh, Telegram. Only Clubhouse. All right. So, um, Doctor Perry has a question, so I'll try to listen to him. Let me block him first. Okay. All right, Doctor. Go ahead. Okay. Um, like. Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me clearly? Okay, okay, okay. I got disconnected like five minutes ago from the call. Okay, okay. I just had to go back. Okay, I didn't get the ending of like before you started actually for potential. So maybe okay, maybe I'll check in the recorded area. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you can listen to the recording, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, I actually have a question. Um, what you said now has actually been on my mind for a long time, like the, the whole, um, and so something I've been discussing with, with somebody about, especially the fact about freelance and the benefits to to it, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and the benefits to to it, and the other one, and the benefits and everything. So, um, one one question now, one question, because you also mentioned it in the course of the um, why why you ask me, you ask it. So the question, my question goes this way: um, some people intend to um, let me see. Um, run their businesses sometime in the future and they want that freedom of expression um and for the time being for let me say for a period of time they really need to build the condition aspect that's the fund part so sometimes people tend, end up saying okay for this period of time i think i need to um go get employed by somebody in the hope that Maybe sometime in the future, I'll be able to now be more comfortable to set up what I want to do, like the business and um, the, I'll, sometime in the future, I'll be able to express myself. And I have seen that in. Hey, Blossom. I think Blossom has gone off. Is I hear him uh, anymore? I, I know. Okay, sorry, sorry, I have to go. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I kind of fell off during the during your question. You were saying that you've seen some people saying that 
they want to get a job for the meantime to handle their condition. Yes, yes, yes. So some people tend to go from okay being employed till now later building their business, their brand, or yeah, yes, to bring more free to express. I'm like, is that possible, or is that a worthy um, course, or like what's the place for yeah. that? Uh, does it end up sometimes? Does it end up always that way, or like? Yeah, and that's a good question. I think I, I get your question. Um, so you have some people who, in the long run, they feel like if they want to go this entrepreneurial path, but when they start out, they're like, okay, I need to put some things in place. So I need to um, get a house, get a deal. So I need to get a job. You understand? It's it's very possible. It's very possible. Um, this, and the thing is, if you are doing that, eh, number one, you must know that, you must know in your mind that that job will come with some lack of fulfillment. The win from that job is the money you are getting. So you see what, don't waste your time complaining. You see, don't complain about the job, about how your boss is stressing you, about how you don't like the place where they are putting you, about the person you are sitting beside about the kind of task they are giving you, because you have to do it. It comes with a job. Do you understand? The problem with this structure that you said is, let me go into this first, then afterwards, I'll go into this entrepreneurial route. Is the problem is once the eyes, is open, the eyes are open, they can't close again. Yeah. Once Adam and Eve saw that they were naked, they couldn't go back again and think that they were not naked. So you see, when you think about condition of life, that is sweet, just like expression is sweet. When you start traveling the world and start being, you now have this control. You can buy things. You can just walk into a shop and just buy something, change your TV. You understand? I'm talking if you have a good job now. Now, and I'll come to that. I don't think I address that. And I, let me address that first. So, look, that's why I tell people: if you're an entrepreneur, remember that you are the owner of your business. Take advantage of that privilege. If you have a customer that is now coming to you and now sitting like an employee, remember, you are already losing on condition. You don't want to lose on expression too. You better speak up and say, please, you will not have this. I will not have you talk to me like this. I will not have you hold on to my pay like this. I won't have, you know, you must say it because you must enjoy your expression. The same way too, if you are an employee, please get a job that pays you well. So if they're asking what your salary expectation, you better tell them what's on your mind. What, because they're going to take your expression. Oh, they will take that expression from you, whether you like it or not. So you better get compensate, compensated with good conditions. If not, stand up and go and look for another job. You understand? Know, people tell me, I'm not sure if they could pay. So I just told them something average. Their expression that they will take from you will not be average. It will be total. Do you understand? So what I'm trying to say is, with this person eh, that, already, that already says, maybe has a good job that allows them to get that condition of their life right. What I normally notice is when people now, number one, the first thing I notice is that these people find it hard to put a date to when they are going to quit that job. It's so hard. It is so hard. It's so hard. Of life. It's so hard. It's just like choosing a date when they, when they will execute you. Do you understand? It's so hard. It's hard. Unless they fire them. 
A lot of them, we tell you, eh, we will start the business next year. We will start the business in two years' time. We will start it. Or they tell you, let's do it at the same time as running. They are always scared because you know what? Once you get fat on, when, once you get fat on condition of life, that expression starts to become less attractive because more of a task to you. They're like, ah, so all these things I can afford, I can't afford them anymore. For the people that are courageous enough to take the jump, what I realized with them is they're not able to wait long enough anymore. They're not able to wait. They're like, ah, I did too much stuff, you know. I remember what we used to eat in Egypt. All the vegetables they used to give us. They're not giving us rubbish manna. You understand what I'm saying? See, just like the Israelites, they lost out on good food in Egypt for them to be able to be free. They're eating manna. But there were slaves there, and they started to complain, and that was God hated. God hated, God hated the fact that they wanted good condition and good expression. He hated it. You understand? So, and the same thing too, with this person that quit their job and say, okay, they, you see them, they, they whine and complain about entrepreneurship, about how hard it is, about how there's no money. Before you know it, they've got to go and tender their CV again and another place. And they're back to work. So you see, with this entrepreneurial thing, it's like gymming. You get used to it after a while. So the earlier you start gymming and getting used to it, the earlier you'll be like, man, entrepreneurship is hard. Well, you know what? I've gotten used to it. Do you understand? Just like with me right now. When I started out, 18 years now, 18 years being an entrepreneur, 18 years. Look, it was hard beginning because I was seeing my friends working in banks. They hated the jobs. They always told me, but they're driving cars, changing their houses, changing their cars, changing their clothes. Man, I wasn't doing, I lived with my parents for a very long time. But now I've built my mind to the point whereby I'm not distracted anymore. The first few years, I was very distracted because I was really looking at those people that had good conditions. But now, because I've done it over time, distraction is little. I'm so zero focused on my expression. So I might have each flicker in my mind, but then I always think of where I'm winning. So you see, the earlier you start doing it, the better. Another thing is with family, it can be very hard. When you introduce a family with good conditions and you pull the rug under their legs, just because it's very hard. Especially if you didn't tell your wife or prepare your kids for the fact that you're going to quit your job to start following an expression. They will seriously oppose it. Seriously oppose it. Seriously complain. And that's why people buckle. My wife met me an entrepreneur. She met me an entrepreneur. So you see what? She's used to it. Her life, her spending, her everything is all, all around. Man, I know what my husband is doing. But the wife that met you good condition. You don't want them to move from there to a smaller room. You better be able to sell that your trade-off very well. You need to be able to sell that your trade-off very well. So those are, the, those, are the, those, are, those are the challenges that it's possible, but in the end, you have to overcome more challenges to go through that system of doing things that you said, Blossom. I have a question. Yes, I have a question, sir. Okay, so who who is this? Who, who, who am I talking to? Mario. Okay, Mario, Mario, Mario. All right, Mario. Um, Alex is Alex is raising his hand, so I'll come back to you, Alex. But Mario, go ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the question I have is concerning 
when you talked about you started off with marriage and then talked about childbirth so i want to focus on marriage right because uh, at some point in time that's a decision uh we'll be making in our lives so when it comes yeah. to marriage what compromise do you have to what do you have to say about compromise when it comes to timeline goals and ambition when it comes to the uh two parts you talked about condition of life and expression of life uh i'm sure that two people coming together they will have different uh opinions to their condition of life and the expression of life and when you're meeting that person it therefore means that one person has to compromise when it comes to yeah. oh timelines, this is when I want to do something with my life. Do you have this mm. the time? These are my goals. Do you think you can fit in? Oh, this is my mm. ambition. And then the second part is insecurity. Because uh, you told me that you always still basically think about Canada and you're able yeah. to write off that insecurity. So I'm, I'm yeah. like thinking these insecurities when you make the right decision do the insecurities die off or are they resounding okay that's my so that's really good resounding. how do you how do you yeah. them? yeah okay there are two very good questions so the first question um um you're asking about marriage and that's a very good question and that's where you see in marriage eh, that courtship period is so important. It's so important. Now, I believe that people can have short courtship and still have good marriages, but it's a gamble. Because courtship, I believe courtship should be long enough for you guys. If you're going to have a short courtship, it means you guys should be seeing each other every day and talking every day. Because people are doing the wrong things in courtship now. Wrong things in courtship. People are having sex in courtship. And that's distracting you from talking. People are, are going out, going to cinema and stuff like that, going for dinner dates and stuff. Courtship is meant for talking, though. both of you. More talking than activity. See, all this going to cinema, having sex, the activity, they will tire you out. Because after doing it, you can't talk. You can't talk in the cinema now. Very hard to talk in the cinema. It's very hard to talk when you're having sex. Those things are are very hard. You need to be you need to, you, you need to be talking. See, me and my wife, we courted for seven years. Seven years. I don't know how many people still court for seven years. Nowadays. For seven years. So we make sure that inside out. And we are still knowing more about each other. But the truth is, you don't really have to make compromises though. You need to agree. Not compromises. You need to agree. Compromise is. Oh man, I will not do this because this person. No, no, no. You need to both of you need to agree. We are both going in the same direction. We both value the same thing. Or else, it's hard to keep up a compromise. You can make a compromise in business, hmm? because you know that business agreement will end. In one month, it will end. In one year, in two years. But marriage is forever. It's hard to keep up with compromises. You will fail eventually. You need to agree. You need to understand each other and say, I understand what you're saying. And you are right. 
I agree that you are right. And I'm going to do this thing that way. Not in, okay. I don't know that you are right, so but all right, shall shall manage it like that. You can never manage it in marriage. It, it will come out one way or the other. So you see. Yeah, my wife said, agreed. How the marriage is more than, oh, she's fine. Or he's handsome, he has his parts, he has the shape, or stuff like that. More than that, those things will fade away very soon. If it doesn't fade away because of, of familiarity, it will fade away because of time. Everybody gets fat in the long run. Everybody, even if you are asleep, sir, and you go to the gym, you still see that your skin will droop. You understand? With um with this marriage thing, it's a it's a matter of when I met my wife, I realized that she was not materialistic. She was not a fashionista. You understand? She was not the kind of person that oh say I need to change my shoes and change and she was not a trend trend chaser. You understand? And that that has helped us now. Because now, because you know, it's like money is not we need to it's not it's not flowing, you understand? But like some months it flows, some some months it doesn't. Sometimes the tide comes in, sometimes the tide goes out. But um because she's not that kind of person, she's not like I need to have the latest phone. She doesn't even know she doesn't even know what the latest phone is, or know the latest handbag designer. So you see, when I get her, she's satisfied with it. Is it a nice bag? Is it a functional bag? Is it a good phone? Is it a functional phone? That's what you're looking at. We feel like, oh man, this is not, this is not, um, this is not um, the latest iPhone, or this is not the latest this. Then there would have been pressure. Order from courtship. Was that talking to each other? This is the lady for me. And as you could say, this is the guy for me. It was not compromised, but we didn't compromise Jack. We agreed on where we were going. It's an agreement. And that's why you must court. Or else marriage will be difficult. Will be difficult. So you will make some very hard decisions to say, I think this person is beautiful, but we just don't align. Do you understand? This person is going to put pressure on me. This guy is going to put pressure on me. This lady is going to put pressure on me. And you must be able to walk away from it and go and find the person with whom. You agree and align. Very important. Um, with the second question you've asked, you 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 were saying with this, um, with me saying, oh, this Canada thing comes to my mind, and uh, I've been working as an entrepreneur, but yet every single day I have to deal with this decision. I've forgotten the word you use. What the word you use? Insecurity. Insecurities, yes. Those insecurities still come. Oh, those insecurities, they don't go anywhere. I'll tell you that for sure. The insecurities don't go. They will, they will wake you up every morning. The insecurities don't go. They're there. When you're working a job, you're not fulfilled. It's, you always nag you every day. When you're an entrepreneur, you're not secure. You always nag you every day. It nags us every day. Every single day. I would like to say it doesn't nag me. It nags me every day. Every day. I question, did you make the right decision? Then I have to convince myself every day that I made the right decision. Every single day, Mario, every day, 
I can't say I convinced myself last week, and I will remember it today. No, every, every single day I convinced myself. Every single day I can't go to bed early because I have to wait for the gen to charge the inverter. I'm like, man, do I need to deal with this? Do I really need this in my life right now? You understand? You know, every single day. Sorry, one minute. Someone's trying to call me. Sorry. So, can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, Yeah, boy, your audio is kind of late. It's like you need to rejoin again so that it will come back better. Can anyone still hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, but your audio is kind of low, but I can hear you. All right, sorry. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, better now. Okay, all right. All right, so um, what I was saying, those insecurities will always be there. They are there. You understand? They will always be there. And you have to deal with it every day. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. But you must know that there are distractions, especially if you are doing what you really want to be doing. Those distractions, there are distractions, there are temptations. You understand? They are tempting you to go and live a lower life. You understand? A lower life. So it's a temptation. The thing is that every single day, you must remind yourself that you are winning. And so the only way you can get rid of these insecurities is to be clear on what you really want in the first place. Or else these insecurities will win. You must know what you really want. So the truth is that you must be winning already, not aiming to win. So you see, for me, Doing what, I, as I said, for me, doing what I'm doing right now is a win already. It's not a, oh, give it some years, I will win. Like some people send me messages then, and I realize that they're trying to encourage me, and I can appreciate it. They'll say, oh, this strategy I'm recording, they're very good. Don't worry, it will pay off in the long run. That's what they tell me. Don't worry, it will pay off. You're helping people to pay off. So when I read it, it's, it's good. But in my mind, I've already won. It's not a matter of it will pay off. You see, the win is not in the future for me. The win is this moment that I am that I am in right now, talking to you guys. The win is what I want to do with my life. You understand? So the win is not oh, someone will listen to you and come and sponsor your channel, and you know what? No, no, no. That's future might be, but if that never happens, I still won. But if you can't tell yourself that, 
then the insecurities will always come and make you trade off, which you don't need. So you must be clear. And that's why when it comes to clarity, this clarity of activity, clarity of relationship, and clarity of self, clarity of self is the most important one. When you are clear about who you are, when you are clear about who you are, then you will know when you are winning because you'll be clear about what your values are. You'll be clear about, oh, this is what Mario wants for his life. So when Mario is doing it, Mario will say, oh, I'm doing what I want. I'm expressing myself the way I want. You have won already. You understand? You won already. A bird that gets to fly every day, wings every day, flies. It is not when it's flying and someone gives it an award for flying that it has won. No. Every day it gets to express itself. A fish that gets to swim every day, wings every day, it swims. Because one day, someone might just come and catch it and come. So, I, I, I don't know if this helps answer your question at all, um, Mario. Yeah, very well, sir. Thank you so much. I think it's, uh, it's really, I've been taking notes since, so I think I just need to go and digest them again. All right, thanks for the question. So, Alex. I will mute you now so you can ask your question. Okay, sir. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, Good evening. So, okay, so I want to ask, as a Nigerian now, is there a way to to still be the artist of your story and attain at least optimal conditions to survive? Because, I mean, compared to people in other sides of the world, I mean, you know, based on economy and everything is just down down for us so is there a way to still be the artist of your story and still at least have optimal conditions to survive and still live you know an okay life not really the one you expect but an okay life that's my question all right so um it's your question here optimal conditions That word optimally, the very, maybe it's the way you've used it there. Eh? And that's where, that's where, in all I'm saying, eh? if you're expressing life, express it to the fullest. of life and very fullest. Nobody, that optimal thing, you are never satisfied with it because you always want more. That's the truth. Is it possible to live a life in Nigeria where you can express yourself? Yes. It is. I'm doing it. So it is. Is it possible to live a life where your conditions are top notch? Yes. Don't let anybody tell you to very possible when people are living their life condition is spot on. But they are losing at the other end too. They're losing at one end. Don't, don't, don't. But, but condition, money is not an issue. That's the truth. Don't let anybody deceive you. About Nigeria, about Nigeria. I, I think Nigeria is hard. But people are wondering where. So that, the question is, Nigeria is hard. Where? Where is it hard? How? That's the truth. It's those people that try to get condition and expression at the same time. That's who they are jackpying. 
and saying Nigeria is how they can't leave. Of course, it seems that they didn't, they didn't even found what they want to do yet. So they are hoping another country can answer it for them. Then they go there and just realize that in that place, it's just that the condition might not be kidnapping, but the condition is tax. The condition might not be this, but the condition is having to train my children to say, I'm a boy, not a girl. That kind of thing. That, do not realize that it is not another challenge that replaces that one. No country can give you what you want if you don't know what you want. No country. You will still go there and you'll be just there as unhappy as can be. The other day I read the story of a man that told his wife in the US. Why? If you have to good why did you murder your wife? Why did you shoot your wife? You were in Nigeria together, you didn't shoot her there. You went to the land of police and now shot your wife there. Why? There are a lot of stories like that now. Tell the guy killed his mother. Why did you kill your mother? You're in the US now for crying out loud. Everything is good there. What will cost you to kill your mother? I know people in Nigeria in the same high condition, they never kill their mother. Why are you killing your mother in the US? Because every single place has its challenges that you play with your mind. Every single place. So yes, you can. But you choose what is important to you. Look, something just happened now. Because this call is so important to me. And I want to have a conversation. Someone was calling me on WhatsApp from a UK number. I don't know what person is. But number one, I was irritated by the person who was getting in my way of expressing myself. So I just went to, I wrote, I, I went to the call. That was my, my, my boyfriend of just now. I went to the call. I said, look, I'm having a call right now. And I called the call. I didn't ask who the person was. I said, I'll call you back, call me back, or whatever the case is. I'm having a call right now. And I called the call. I called the call. So people cannot do that thing. Because in their mind, they're like, oh, UK, I might be client to my... I don't care who that person is. The person was coming to offer me a hundred million pounds. I don't care. I, I don't care who that person is. Do you understand? Because for me, I'm doing what is most important to me now. Do you understand? There is no money that can dissuade me from it. If I was unsure, you see, some people cannot miss call with plus four four or plus plus one something. They can't miss it. They prioritize it. It doesn't impress me. You understand? What impressed me is I might get to express myself. I don't want anything to stand in my way of doing that. You understand? That's what's most important to me at this time. So is it possible? Yes. But you must be clear on what you want. So while you're expressing, don't start thinking, oh, while I'm expressing, I want optimal conditions. You, know, you, are, you are distracting yourself. Just express. Express. I've been expressing every single day. Do you understand? And for my expressing, people are attracted to my expressing. And by some means, blessings are coming into my expression. No. Blessings are coming into my expression. Do you understand? And by doing that, by doing that, I'm able to sustain myself with the conditions. They're not optimal. Do you understand? They're not even optimal. But I'm not distracted by that. I'm not distracted by what the condition is. Give me one minute. The phone at my door, give me one minute. All right, sorry guys. Can you see him? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, all right, all right. All right. 
Sorry, do I help your question, Alex? So, Alex, so, so, I, help I, answer just, I didn't hear what you said. I said, does that help answer your question? Okay, yeah, Alex. yes, yeah, yes, sir, it does. It does. Thank you very much. All right. So, any more questions? I heard some people just join, Victor just joined, so you might just need to listen to. Okay, um, right, go ahead. Hello? Can you hear me? Hey, Bright, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hey, Bright. Okay, we couldn't hear Bryce for some reason there. Does anyone else have any questions? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bryce is speaking. All right, go ahead, Bryce. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I, I think mine would be sort of um, a contribution from experience. And like you said, you started, uh, when you started talking, some of us would release uh, what you were talking about. Um, oh. So, so if anybody can still hear me. Yeah, okay, hey. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, I think my when you start this conversation, I think when you started, everybody got in. You asked me personally how my my week, my weekend was, and I said it was hectic. And uh, I think that was uh, with respect to one of these realities. But then I said something afterwards, which was, um, "Thank God we move on to the next." And uh, and I think this is just an opportunity for me to say something personally from a personal experience that. Um, but I think when I when I took this entrepreneurial part, that was 2019. Um, like that person, I thought it was going to be a bit of roses. You understand? Like you get into it, and then I felt okay. You make enough money and all that. But but, but then with the experience and everything, it was hard. And then I had uh, it, it got me thinking a lot and um, questioning myself a lot and wanting to ask questions to you and then others. Uh, but then I, I think what changed um, 2020, just the year I joined, which was, I think, was it 2021 last year, was that uh, the realization that these realities were not peculiar to myself and um, that these realities were um, stuff that, that were, that are like with the process uh, or like are with the path was, or is what has actually helped me a lot. Uh, and then, like somebody asked if um, the worries and uh, the insecurities ever go away, um, I, I, I said personally, no, it never, it has never gone away. But then I think the the solace is in realizing that okay, this is a part you've chosen. And um, when you talked about expression or uh, condition, I think I could easily answer that question for myself that it was expression. Uh, some people might find it hard to answer, others might take a long time, but I think for some of us, like for me, I knew, I know expression is like at the forefront of what I want, and um, it's that happiness. So, so, so the bottom line of what I'm saying is, uh, uh, 
for people like you that actually come up to tell your story, how they how it actually is, and um, give us in depth of uh, information like this, we are not private to in thinking that everything we see out there, uh, you know, this whole CEO story of um, if you don't want to be a slave, quit your job, and making it seem like entrepreneurship is like a one way success, and then um those of us that are not actually experiencing that truth we see online uh actually facing the challenge challenges that are peculiar to us uh with stories and then with your realities of sharing these stories with us and uh and all that it's actually strengthened for me um my resolve in dealing with these times because yes these are times actually come as much as sweet times and happy times but then i think um these stories uh, down times and everything you shared from your personal stories have actually helped me as a person to override this situation. So yes, they come and then I think about them, but then it's like, regardless of what it is, I chose this part, this is what it is, and then I'm moving ahead. So I, so I think this is more like, thank you, and uh, more like an encouragement to others to, not everybody, but, but I know at some point we think about it and then we we'll think about it, but for me as a person, I think another reason why I, I, I slow down on thinking is because before I joined the premium mentoring and even before I started this entrepreneurship thing, I had sunk into depression for like, I think it, it was like a year long thing. And that was an aftermath of overthinking. Really, really like thinking things through and through and then thinking things too much. And then when I left that place after a year, I lost certain things I cannot even up till now. Like I told you last time writing, I cannot even do them again. So I was like, that is a place I never want to go. Um, so as much as I'm putting in effort and doing what I'm supposed to do, um, expressing myself in the way I should, um, I, I just leave the realities to to time and just give my best and uh, and go for it. But but that's thanks to you and um, your stories and the way you shared um, shared with us. So this is like a thank you message and also a message to others to like know that these hard times will come. And it's general. I think even with people that work in offices, like you said, they deal with theirs. So I think it's something we should come to acceptance first because realization and acceptance is one way to dealing with um to solve the problem of we even right now I have like complicated issues around business. I had a deal I did last week and then it's like everything just went aside. So it's like instead of profiting, I'm now getting to want to pay off my pocket. And it's like the money is there. So it's a complicated space, but then I'm still here trying to work uh on marketing kits to put out, regardless of what it is. And then I'm not even thinking about it as much because then thinking will not solve the problem. So um, that's just my approach to going forward and also saying thank you to Sati. So yes, uh, um, that's my contribution to this. Yeah, thanks a lot, um, Bright. I really appreciate that. Um, and you know, what I'm saying, eh, and it's not to discourage anyone from entrepreneurship or discourage anyone from being an, um, an employee. So you see what? It's not like entrepreneurship just means that man, things will never be said to you never live a life of affording what you can know but what i'm saying is you should be able to do it the doing in itself expressing yourself as an entrepreneur or working as, a, as an employee should for you in itself be a win you understand that is worth taking a loss for so you see, it's just like the same thing in marriage, where some people say they meet people 
and there's something you don't like about that person. And I, and I think I tweeted about this. You don't know, never say you're going to marry somebody if you're not ready to live with those things you don't like. So you see some people that say, okay, I don't like this thing. I don't like, I don't like this character in this person. But you know what? I'm hoping that in marriage, the person will change or I will try to change them. Then they get into the marriage, they realize that that thing is deeply rooted. It's not about to change anytime soon. Then they are frustrated and they are sad with the marriage. You get married with, to, to someone with what you feel as worst case scenario, this thing doesn't go. I am fine with it. It will be great if it goes, but worst case scenario, it doesn't go. I've already won. Every other thing is the cherry on top. So you can't meet somebody there and say, oh, this person is fat. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm just, I'm praying that by the time he gets into marriage, the person will lose some weight. I, I will put the person on a diet and the person will lose weight. Then I will begin to love the person wholeheartedly. No, you love the person wholeheartedly, fat or not. Like, as the person is fat, I love the person. If the person never changes, I love the person. I've already won by having this person. Even with the things I don't really like, the things I like way overshadow the things I don't really like. So if the things I don't really like don't change, I'm still cool. If they change, man, that's a cherry on top. But it's not the cake. So you see, we were with entrepreneurship, you get to stay whereby the money would flow. But the truth of the matter is, even if the money doesn't flow, would you still be happy doing what you are doing? And the thing about, and same thing with em, employment, you get to a place whereby they might promote you, put you in a place where you are pretty, pretty satisfied, pretty fulfilled, but then you can't stay based on the might. You can't stay based on the might promote you. Your being there now, win, win, worth every other inconvenience around it. Do you understand? Because those inconveniences will always be there. So, that's where I'm coming from. And, and, and I'm glad that someone like you, Bright, can come to the place where you know yourself and say, this is me, this is Bright. This is what Bright values. It's in expressing that that you find happiness. It's expressing that I can overcome depression. We get depressed because we want everything. We don't want losses, but losses are part of life. And I can't overemphasize that in this conversation. Losses, part of life. Part of life. But you can say, in spite of these losses, my life is still beautiful. I'm still living the life that I want. So everyone has a loss. So that people are not, and as, as Bright has said, people are not sharing their losses. They're not sharing their losses. So the people that are coming in are thinking that, ah, this person has 100% win. When the person only has 40% or 20% self. You understand? They have 20%. But for them, that 20% is so precious that it's worth giving up that 80 you understand? Everybody has a loss. Everybody. Everybody. There's always a... Another, I said, the topic for this is every winner is a loser. Every winner is a loser. We lost something. Something was lost. Something was lost. I went to my children's prize-giving day. My daughter won seven, seven awards. Seven. So at the point, they were just calling us. Calling us. I had to stay in front because I didn't want to go back to my seat, going back and forth again. But people will look at them and say, ah, many people are lucky. But they don't understand the rigors that we go through to make them actually study. The kind of fights that we go through. The kind of time that they will even cry, I want to go on TV, I want to go on TV, no, 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 no. 
do this assignment, finish this, finish this, go and read, go and do this, go and do this. They, they don't see that. They don't see sometimes the loss of sleep. Do you understand? Especially on my wife's side, because she's very intent on that school thing. My wife sometimes will stay up with these kids, doing assignment, doing project, doing this, doing that. But on the award day, people don't see the award and just say, ah, these guys are just so lucky. No. Something was lost. Do you understand? My, my, my wife had to give up a job, a job to train these children, to focus on them. Lost. They don't see that loss. You see? And I will talk to the women. Not that we don't have enough women here. We just have Sandy. I wish the women really joined. But Sandy, and this is what women need to be open to. When you're a woman in career, there's a loss every woman should prepare for. And that's the loss of if you want to build a family, career suffers. A lot of women don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. Just prepare yourself for it. You know? Choose. Career suffers. Because women have downtime of pregnancy period, delivery, after delivery. The men, there's no downtime. The man can be effective all year throughout his life. He never gets pregnant, he never delivers, he never has post-delivery issues and stuff like that. But that time, a woman cannot work the way she wants to work. Even if she, she desires it in her heart. Do you understand? It, it, affects, it affects career. It can slow down. I see, when women try to fight for, oh, it should not slow down, it should be the same thing, it's very hard. Very hard. And that's why you see some, some women just choose career over, over family. Now, but when you see a woman in her 70s, celebrating her 70th birthday, and you see children all around her, taking care of her, you understand? And they take a nice family photo. It costs something, though. That's those, those five children, those four children that she had. That was five times in her life she had to stop and sacrifice herself for those children. So in the end, you see the reward, and we're like, ah, oh, we like it. But you see, a lot of women want to get to that 70-year-old perfect picture. But you know what? I'm not going to quit my job. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop my child at a crutch when he's three months old. And then, you know, all, all, those, all those things that we kind of do as sacrifices that kind of cause detachment between us and our children, she still I think I take away from that perfect photo. So you see, the woman that decided that I'm not getting married, I'm not having children, cannot be envious of the woman who 70 photo with her family, grandchildren, perfect photo. You can't, because you got what you wanted. You understand? You got what you wanted. So we must choose a path. You see, people are not satisfied with their path, with their decision, because they didn't think of the losses. Just like a guy that didn't spend time with his family. You spend time, I'm traveling. I'm on my way to Canada. I'm on my way to this. Children's school fees, you send it. You don't go for recitals. Then the children grow up. You've retired. You're with your wife. But they are sending stuff to mommy. Calling mommy to come and spend holiday. You're not really spending stuff. You can't complain. You understand? You, you chose what you wanted. You chose your win. You understand? That's why sometimes as a guy, you must think. And I've got to think about this thing, though. Do I want to work this kind of job that will not make me spend time with my children? Man, I ain't doing that job. Because when I'm old, 
that that money cannot hug me now. It can't hug me. Do you understand? I want to have a good relationship with my children. So it means I must invest time on weekends. I'm home. On Sundays, like I'm home with them. I tell them bedtime stories. I come up with stories with them. I come up with characters. We get on the floor together. Not because I'm not thinking, man, I could be doing a logo right now. No, I'm just thinking, this is the loss for the win I want in the future. It doesn't always feel good because you're looking at that other guy that's going for the appointments and going for this and buying a new car and doing this and doing this. In the end, when you look at the two photos, they're different. Do you understand? So we must get to choose our window. This thing I'm saying is very important. You to change your perspective on life. So when you're winning, you will, because sometimes we don't even know we are winning yet. We just think we are still losing. But that's not true. You're already winning. Just they're just thinking of their joining loss. Which is, which is just, just an adjoining loss. Now, but I'm already winning now. You understand? Adjoining loss. So sometimes, just like taking a drug, sometimes they'll tell you, this drug will make you dizzy. This cough medicine will make you dizzy. But you know what? It takes away the cough, but it makes you dizzy. So when you're feeling dizzy, you can't be complaining, oh, I'm feeling dizzy. Oh, no, no, no. What you're going to say is, the drug is working because the cough is going. So the dizziness is a distraction. It's a side effect. I shouldn't complain because it comes with the cough clearing. So if the business is coming in, it means the drug is working. So sometimes it's the evidence of the loss that should tell you that you are winning. But a lot of times we don't want the evidence of the loss. The evidence of the loss is what tells you that you're winning. So we need to, I want us to really think about this thing. Take time, listen to this thing again after, after this, because all these things might go against what you are thinking. But think about it yourself and come to your own conclusions. And if you still have questions after this, you can always ask on the group. We're always open to that, but think about it. Choose your losses. It's very important. You desire the wins, but consider the losses at all times. Do you have any questions? Can I take one more question before we um, close up here? Any more questions? I think we spent like almost two hours now. Wow, that's way really longer than I thought. Yeah, I have one. Any more? All right, all right. William, William, go, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Um... I would say coming up as a designer, from um, my background, I, I learned the hard way. I had to come through so many, so many back and forth challenges and so on and so forth. And even till now, to this, as um, someone who is still in the primary stage as a designer, and um, I, I get to meet a lot of young fellow young designers who would ask questions or those who have talents of you know art and designs and they want to monetize it they want to come into the graphic design game because we believe in the country we are the way the economy is for young stars that have talents it is either they learn something which is a skill and monetize it or they go and do fraud we know that right now um for those of them that has chosen the path of being a designer as a skill they want to monetize, I get to meet some that would ask me that, okay, if I would be choosing to work as a business person, as a designer who is in business, how do I make money? Because they have needs they want to meet immediately. And that's the funny thing. Everybody who is coming into the design business wants to make, wants to make profit immediately. Like, 
they just want to start today and start, you know, having clients, all these big dreams and all those kind of things. And sometimes I would even have to let them know that you see these designers we see today, the likes of uh, Mr. T, A, Rex, and so on and so forth. These people have years of experience before they, before they got to where they are today. But you can, um, you can walk your way up there as well, but you should be rest assured that you have to take up these things and this development stage to where to you get to where they are. So my question goes is, how do young designers um, cope with their needs in this time of, um, in this time of the, the I would I put it in this stage of life, you know, to come into the entrepreneurship game as a designer? All right, that's a good question. And I'll quickly try to answer your question before we close up. Um, number one, Number one thing, someone that wants to make money immediately should not be touching business. You understand? That, that's the first mistake the person is making. You want immediate money, you're starting business, you're already starting on the wrong foot. Business takes, a time, it takes time to yield. To yield. It takes time. Just like business is like cocoa. Cocoa is very, very good export crop. But it takes years for cocoa to to even come up with fruit in the first place. Fruition for cocoa takes years. It's not like beans. You understand? Beans, you plant it here, you get it by from some days time, you just see it, they are starting to come out already. You understand? Um so so you you need to understand that I need money immediately, go and get a job. You understand? If you can't get a job, yeah. go and get a family member to loan you money or a friend to loan you money. Money immediately start business. No, you do it the wrong way. You do it the wrong way. You don't you don't go you don't go into business to need money. And I was still telling people this on the telegram group the other day. There are three types of people that go into business. There are those that go mainly for survival. I need to live. I need money to eat. They go into business. A lot of people in Nigeria do money do business that way. I was fired from my job, I couldn't get a job, I need to survive, I need to do business. There are people that do it that way. The problem with those people is they never go the extra mile because what they, what they want is survival. So they're not ready to do extra mile because they are immediately they're, they've gotten the work. They're looking for how to get the next person. So them staying with you is too much. It's too much of a burden on their time. So they'll never go the extra mile. Those are people that are they are so satisfied in doing logos in two days because what they are looking at, they're not looking at the quality of the logos. They're looking at, Two days, I can be done with this client. They will pay me. I go to the next client. Two days, I'm done. If I, if I shut down that two days to like one day, that means I can do like seven clients in a week because for them, it's survival. Then there are the people that do out of passion, which is good, but it has a problem whereby they do business out of a sense of I'm passionate about it. That's how I got into design. A lot of us got into design that way. It's good, but it has a little problem with it. Because it's passion, it's emotional. And so on days you don't feel like, you don't do. When the emotion is not high, you don't do as well. When the emotion is hot, you do well. So that's how I used to operate before. I don't feel like I'm not in the good mood. I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. I'm feeling sad today or I feel good today. I just saw some inspiration, you know, passion up and down. They do business. They will do it well. But the problem is some days they are open, some days they are closed depending on how they feel emotionally. 
then you have the third class of people that do business out of solving a problem. They see a problem, they realize somebody's got to do something about this. Those are the people that you call superheroes. Superhero movies. I've been watching some Marvel movies of recent. I realized that none of them wanted their powers, but they realized I have it, I need to solve it. And they go every day to go and solve that problem. Whether they are sick, whether they are feeling well, whether they are feeling happy, as long as the problem is there, it needs to be solved. And because they are thinking of the problem, they are thinking of how can I quicken the way I'm solving this problem? How can I solve this problem in a faster way? How can I, you know, that kind of thing? That's the best route to take. So all these designers are saying, I need money right now. No, 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 just go and, go and work as a designer somewhere for, for a while. Get that desperation out of the way. When the desperation out of the way, then now think to yourself, do I want to solve the problem with design? Then you can now start business. That's the way to go about it. But, you know, that fast way, that quick money way, it, it, it never works that way. It never works that way. It's just not, just not the way business is meant to be built. Business is slow. A lot of times it's slow. So the second part of your question, I'm beginning to forget right now. Um, I said something want to make money fast, but I, I forgot what the end of the question was. Time and uh, time and what, what, what advice do we give to young stars that are trying to come into the design space, thinking they will, they will, they will, they will pop, they will pop and you know, they will, they will make money immediately. What advice do we give them? What what thing do we tell them to do? And um, how do we tell them to go about things? Because when you bring about experiencing, or you have to learn this, and you have to work and gain this experience for so to amount of years before you can get there, it seems scary to them. Yeah. So 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 it, I've kind of already answered the question that it's just just a matter of yeah. do you love it enough to to just to feel like if I need to be here. You see, I'll give you, I'll discuss something with my wife. Eh? I do business that this way. Somebody ought to do it. That, that should be the first thing that goes to your mind. Somebody ought to do it. You understand? Or I ought to do this thing. It's, you must start with I ought to do this thing, a sense of responsibility. I ought to do this. This is calling out to me. Yeah. I ought to. Then you now go to the second thing. I want to. I want to do this thing. I, I found out that I want to do this thing. Then the third phase is, I can't imagine not doing this thing. I can't imagine how life would have been if I didn't do this thing. Now, I will explain to you, I'm doing a logo design training right now. This is the first logo design training I've ever done in 18 years of doing business. Because you know what? I've never just really liked teaching. I, I like talking to people, but that let me teach you how to design a logo. Ah, man. I don't like it. And I've always told my wife, I don't like it. But then after doing logo math for a while, I, was, I saw the quality of work people were putting in. And me and Inka kept on talking. The quality of work is bad. Quality of work is bad. Designer needs to improve. Designer needs to improve. But I realized the more we talked about it, people are still doing bad work. Somebody has to teach them. Yeah. Just like the Bible says, somebody has to go out and preach the word. You understand? So I'm like, ah, somebody has to teach them. So why am I thinking somebody else should come and teach them? One day, someone just asked the question on the group. So says, how can I improve my logo design skills? And I was tired of telling people, go to Abinibi school, go to Bonale school, go and do this. I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I know the people are good designers, but the truth of the matter is, I'm just thinking, am I there in their training that I'm, that I'm sending these people to? Are they giving them quality? I'm not saying I don't give quality, but I cannot totally vouch 100%, even though I know people are quality people. 
And I said, I can only vouch for myself. And I thought, I ought to start teaching then. I need to buy this place. I said, okay, I will teach. I will stop complaining about the quality and I will go out and do something about it. So that I didn't even think. I just did poster immediately. <laughs> Put it out there. 20 people. <laughs> because I, look, I looked at logo match and I said, we were critiquing 20 people. 20 I said, I, can, I think I can, I can teach 20 people. So I said, I didn't want to do it, to be honest. I, didn't, I wasn't looking forward to it because to me, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be talking. But I said, if I keep talking about the business of design and the technical skill is not good, then the business of design is useless. So I must teach them. So I said, okay, I'll teach you guys. But I told them, if anybody should sign up, then we will do it. But the first day, so we say, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I said, okay, all right, I'm going to do this thing. But I realized as I started forming my curriculum, jotting down my curriculum, doing my research, I started feeling excited about doing it. And I started saying, you know what, I really want to do this thing. This thing is actually more interesting than I thought. And I started putting myself into the curriculum. Right now, we have one very incredible curriculum. I'm telling you, I know in my heart that this design thing, this design academy, this pop masterclass academy is going to be very good. If you ask any of people that have signed up, they will tell you what they've gone through so far. And I'm like, the curriculum was just making so much sense to me. Because I was like, I'm going to teach them from a different angle. And I said that, and, and before I knew it, what I didn't want to do, what I thought was a sense of responsibility, became a sense of passion. And I said, man, I can't wait for 1st of August to come. Let's do this thing. The 1st of August came, we had our first class, second class, third class, fourth class. Now, after doing these classes, I'm like, my goodness, I'm doing this thing again in December. I must do it again. Because these guys are getting value. I can't see that they're getting value. And I was thinking to myself, man, how did I not think of doing this thing? Because now I can't imagine my life. We have another tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it because I've done research over the weekend. And I'm like, I can't imagine not doing this thing. You see, I've gone from I ought to, I want to, and now I can't imagine not doing it. So designers have to go from that. They need to go to that three level. But people want to feel like this, not to start with I want to. They're like, oh man, I don't want to. You understand? But that sense of responsibility is what keeps you going. So when I was working Spider Man with my children the other day, I realized that at first Spider Man did not want to be Spider Man. But he realized he ought to be because that spider beat him for a reason. So he needs to use the same with great power, great comes great responsibility. That was what Uncle told him at first. You understand? But he didn't feel like using that responsibility. Then he started using it. After a point, I started thinking, man, I love, I love swinging from, from house. I love it. I love fighting crime. And now, at the end, he got to that state of, this city needs me. I can't imagine not doing this. That's the full circle of business. That's how we must see business. That's how we must approach business. So my advice to designers is, do you see design as a responsibility? Are you looking around and seeing so much bad design around you and saying, oh, somebody got to do this thing. Someone ought to do it. You see, the same, same reason, come back to Nigeria. I was in Canada, learned graphic design. But then I looked around, all the graphic design problems were solved. Well, but I cut off seeing stuff in Nigerian movies and from pictures they're sending me, and I remembered how Nigeria was. I'm like, man, somebody got to go back home and educate these guys and change stuff. And I came back. It was hard. Came back. But in coming back now, I realized, man, I want to be here. I want to be talking to these designers. I want to be teaching them. I want to be training them. I want to be inspiring them. And I've got into this situation where I'm now thinking, man, I can't imagine staying, if I have stayed in Canada for that long. Because right now, the need was so great. That means all these guys would have been left hungry if I didn't come back 
You understand what I'm saying? That's how life goes. So those designers need to be that hungry. A lot of them are not that hungry. They are not seeing obligation first. All they are seeing is what they want. I want to buy shoes. What can allow me to buy this pair of sneakers? Okay, I need to do one UI job, one this, then I'll buy the sneakers. The motivation is sneakers. So once you get the sneakers, they are not motivated anymore. You understand? People need to be motivated by the need. So when people ask me, why are you doing I say, I say, well, no, but I just feel every time I sleep, I think of designers. When I wake up, I think of designers. If a designer should send me a message, oh, I'm having a problem. I can't sleep. You understand? So it's just somebody got to help this guy. It's not, he can't pay me, but I'm just feeling I can't ignore this guy. I can't ignore this girl. You understand? So, it must, so that's why you keep doing stuff. It's in doing that that you do it well. And in doing well that you get recognized, it's in getting recognized that you now get the remuneration that you desire at the end of the day. You understand? But first, remuneration, icing on the cake. The thing is that you answer that call to solve the problem first. That's the reward. That, that, that's the win in itself. Thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. So, guys, at this point, I will be ending this session. I want to thank everyone for taking time to be here. Um, William, thank you. Bryce, thank you. Alex, thank you. Hope you are feeling better. Mario, thanks a lot. Um, Victor Eka, hope you can get to listen to the rest of it. Um, Felix, also, hope you can get to listen from the beginning. Sandy, thanks. Sandy is always attending stuff, and I really appreciate that. Blossom, you are the first to get here, so thank you very much for making time. So thank you very much, guys, and um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Start tomorrow, optimistic. Remember, get to know yourself, know what's valuable to you, and go for that. In going for that, that is winning already. All right, then. So take care, guys. I take care, sir. Bye. All right, then.